So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all wanna create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we wanna do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. All right, welcome everybody. It's uh, Tom Ferry. It is 12.57 here in the West. Uh, once again, we're doing This Week in Housing. If you're just getting on the line and you're watching this later on in the future, I would argue that today's show is uh, by far going to be the most important show we've done so far. You know, we, we myself, David Childers, uh, the Oracle, Steve Harney, these two great guys at uh, this extraordinary company, Keeping Current Matters, um, have been spending more hours than you could possibly imagine reading, studying, researching along with their team to make sure that we can deliver to you guys once a week some real actionable dialogue, language, statistics, data points that you can share to control the narrative to keep buyers and sellers moving forward. And there's no doubt, many of you out there, you are the reason that your community is moving forward powerfully. And for that, I acknowledge you. And today's show, we're going to go deep. We're going to talk about uh, sort of the touchy subject right now, which is, okay, we know there's going to be a recovery. Now the question is, what kind of recovery? Um, so if that's on your mind, know that we're going to hit that first thing. And I would almost describe it as like the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? The old, uh, the old wonderful Western, the good, bad, and the ugly, which is, you know, what's going on in housing right now? There is actually a lot of really good signs and we're going to show you that, but there's also some, some not so good. There are, there's also some ugly things happening. So we're going to talk about the things that we need to do to create that degree of separation to, to make sure that in this time where what we're all seeing is the flight to quality, right? That the consumers are looking for the educator, right? The consultant, the person that's not trying to sell them a house, but someone that believes in home ownership and is willing to go the extra mile to answer all of the tough questions that a first-time buyer would have or a veteran buyer would have or a research phase seller or someone that needs to sell their home because of, you know, one of the typical tragedies of death and divorce and all these things that occur every day that cause us to need to sell. There's just, there's agents like you that are moving the needle and they're doing it the right way. And there's some agents out there that let's just say aren't paying attention. So we're going to talk about some of those things that you can do. And I would argue that not to take anything away from uh, Mr. Harnick, because I know he's going to talk about it. The light at the end of the tunnel is closer than most of us think. That we've been through really tough times the last, depending upon where you are in the world as you're watching this, you know, nine weeks, six weeks, five weeks, four weeks. But the light is clearly there, but it's still going to be challenging like we talked about last week. So it's one o'clock here in the West. Uh, so if you're just getting on the line, again, my name is Tom Ferry. Welcome to This Week in Housing. Uh, as always, I'm honored to, uh, to share this with uh, David Childers of KCM, Keeping Current Matters, and the man I, I warmly refer to as the Oracle, the guy that I call all the time when anything is happening that's impacting the real estate industry or the economy, he's always my first text and call uh, and a dear friend, uh, Steve Harney. So both at KCM with their team. So first of all, fellas, um, I think I'm over saying Friday, Monday, Tuesday. It just feels like every day is now Zoom day. So right. uh, happy, happy Zoom day, fellas. How are we doing? 
Pretty Tom, good. Yeah, it's uh, it, it does feel like the days start to to kind of run together, and you made a good point. So I'm excited to be on here with uh, with you and Steve as well this week. So thank you. Awesome, thank you. So I'm I'm just going to let everybody know we're going to go through. Uh, I want to say maybe 15 slides, and once again, I'm going to say, David, the slides that you and your team have put together. You know, look, I mean, I don't know if you can hear it in my tone. Some of them are a little hard hitting right? Yeah. Some of them are going to create some uncertainty for people. I know that you and Steve are going to fill in the gaps. So mm -hmm. I think it's now more than ever, my friends, if you're sitting at your house right now, I hope you got a notepad out. This is going to be one of those shows that you want to write as much as you want to listen and watch. You're going to want to write because what we're going to show you today is, is hard hitting, truth telling, facts and data. They're going to make you the knowledge broker in your town. So, so with that said, Steve, you know, there's really probably only two questions that are on the minds of people right now, and I've got them sitting right in front of me. One is, uh, can we talk about the recovery? Is it going to be a W, an L, a U? And I think, is it me or did most people not even know what all these terms were? And now all of a sudden, there's a lot of people out there that feel like they're experts of how yeah. this recovery is going to be. And, I, you know, God bless you. You're out there selling houses, but, you know, please, we all need to stay in our lanes. So, so, David, I know you got the slides ready. Steve, I want to just go right at the economy and the recovery, and I want sure. everyone to take notes and pay attention, not just to the slides and what Steve is saying, but really listen, because this is the message you're going to help control the narrative with as we move forward. So, Steve and, uh, and Dave, I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, thank you very much, Tom. Uh, before we get started, I just want to thank everyone that's on the call, especially the people who've been with us from the beginning. You know, we gave you a pretty impossible task about six weeks ago saying that we had to turn the panic around because there was a lot of panic out there. Um, and we asked you to be the leaders, since you're the greatest group of realtors in the country, um, to really lead your neighborhoods out of that panic that was setting in. And Dave's going to, David's going to show you some slides later on to say, maybe we've, you know, actually around the other side of that. But this is what I know, the panic is gone. And I'm really, really, really happy that we have kind of put that, put that away. Uh, but I think that the, the great leadership of Tom telling you how to do it and the great tutelage of, of David putting some great slides together to tell you what to say uh, helped you with that. But I want you to know you're the ones, you're the Calvary, you're the ones going into the neighborhoods, talking to the neighbors and the whole situation on Zoom uh, or some other platform uh, to really help with that. And I just want to let you know that the, the whole team at KCM is proud to ride alongside you uh, as we continue to help as many people as we can. Now, one of the challenges that some of you had and you know, brought up on social media and sent me a couple of emails is the fact, well, Steve, you, you talk pretty heavily about a V recovery. And now we're starting to hear a lot of other terms being used, most definitely a U. So I want to go ahead and go at that. When we're talking about a U recovery, understand that there's um, four basic recoveries. There's the V recovery, there's a U recovery, there is a W recovery and there's an L recovery. And right now there are a lot of economists coming out saying that maybe it should be a U. Now, where that came from, where that, that gained momentum was this past Monday, uh, Reuters put out a poll of 45 economists. They were based in the United States and Europe. And they asked them what did they think, what kind of shape did they think the economy was gonna recover in? And 22 of them said u shaped. So a lot of people jumped all over that. Now, I want you to understand that if you read our Monday blog, which came out hours before this poll came out, we also talked about the possibility that 
you know, some economists were going to start talking about a U recovery. So we weren't running away from that thought. As a matter of fact, just, I think it was yesterday or Wednesday, it might have been, we reported on this exact uh, poll. So we want the public to know exactly what's taking place, but you have to kind of explain it to them. Uh, and that's what we want to try to do now. It is true that 22% said U-shaped, but I could make an argument that, you know, they might not be right about that. Because when you look at the papers now, they're saying, well, a U-shaped uh, recovery says, you know, crashes down quickly and then it lasts a little longer at the bottom before it comes back up. And what I want to show you right now is not what people are changing the narrative to. I want to show you four different places where they defined a U-shaped um, recovery 30 days ago, before any of this happened. First one was the Investor Dictionary. All right, this type of recovery involves the slow decline Yep. Hold on, Steve. Slow and climb back to its previous climax. Steve, hold on one second. Yep. This is that moment, my friends, where when someone says to you a U recovery, you might want to say, "Hey, tell me, like, tell me what you understand about a U recovery," and then the points that he's giving you right now is how you're going to logically educate that buyer, that friend, that potential seller. Like, this is this is again, this is your degree of separation. Knowledge and wisdom is power. So sorry to interrupt, Steve, but no, that's okay. That and and I like, and I don't know if I'd go over each one of these definitions. I want to explain to you why that that you is being used. But I first want you to understand that when we we say a V versus a U, we're going by the definition before people started changing the definition to fit their narrative. So that involves a slow decline. That's not what we had. U.S. legal, a U-shaped recovery involves a gradual decline. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this thing, they turned the light out. It crashed. This is not any gradual. Business dictionary, a term that depicts an economic recession recovery with a gradual decline. Again, that's not what happened. All right, and last but not least, we have the learning markets. Recessions that begin with a slightly slower decline. There was nothing slow or gradual about this decline. So if you go to what a U recovery uh, was just 30 days ago and for the decades before that, this, re this situation does not apply. So why are they using a U? And some people say everyone's using a U. Ladies and gentlemen, if we even go back to the Reuters poll, as many people at 10, 7, and 5 together, it comes to 22, as many people said that it wasn't going to be a U-shaped recovery, it said it was going to be a U-shaped recovery. And the interesting thing is they said, term, came up with terms like checkmark-shaped recovery. No one's ever even heard of that before. So they're coming up with terms right now, and we'll explain in a second why. And the reason they're using the U is they're trying their best to try to explain to the American public, not that it's the classic U-shaped recovery, but there might be some hesitation in the recovery, which we'll get to in a second. A W-shaped recovery, the five that said that, if you go to the definition of W, it means we crash, we come back fully, we stay at the top again, and then have a second recession. I'm sure none of those five economists believe that we're actually going to go and go back to where we were anytime in the near future and then go back down again. What they're trying to say is going to bounce along the bottom a little bit. And part of the W-shaped recovery is coming from, there are some people concerned that we're going to have a second wave of the coronavirus this fall. So they're trying to squeeze their narrative into definitions. And some are not even trying to do that. These are some of the terms they're using, which... Uh, is is kind of like weird. W we know we've heard before. U V. Um, 
Then they have tick. What is a tick recovery? A Nike swoosh. There are economists calling it a Nike swoosh recovery, a checkmark recovery. So what they're doing is they're, they're trying to come up with a term that the American people can understand. The one, my favorite, Mr. McLaughlin over at house just came out with, it is my favorite one, the flying W. That's really sensational. I, I, I mean, you have to watch, you had to read that article, the flying double return, W return. Now, so, what Steve, would- Steve, I want to jump in really fast and just ask everyone that's watching right now. You see all this and, and you see why it's so important for us to control the narrative. And yet, just for fun, I'd like you right now in the comments to write down which recovery you believe in, which is the one that you believe right? Is it, is it the W? Is it the U? Is it the V? Is it the check? The flying W, I don't even know how to describe that one, Steve. <laughs> and, I get, and I get the Nike swoosh, but maybe Nike is saying that. So yeah. I'm just curious. I'm going to be watching the comments. Which one do you believe it is? Please put it inside the comments and then Steve, take it away. All right. Now, the reason there's so much confusion, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're having a tough time, people grabbing hold and saying, this is what it is, is we have to realize that the economists usually look at business science. How has the economy rebounded from similar slowdowns in the past? That's what they judge their, their you know, projections upon. So they look back in the past and other, other recessions, other recoveries, other crashes, and what happened next? The only thing is this one's a lot different because not only do they have to worry about the business science, they also have to worry about the health science. When will the COVID-19 be under control? Will there be another flare up this, of the virus this fall? So now they have their regular understanding, the business science, they have to lay on top of that, this health science that they're not used to dealing with. And then on top of that, they have to lay on the social science. After businesses are fully operational, how long will it take American consumers to return to normal consumption patterns? Going to the movies, attending a sporting event or flying. So the challenge that they have is they're having a very difficult time putting all of that together and coming out with an answer, all right? That's why you're hearing all these crazy things. And I'm not making fun of them. That's not what I'm saying there. They are truly trying to explain to the American public what they believe is the case. Now, I want you to know with all that craziness, the only one I want you to be afraid of is the L. That's what happened in 2007. It hits bottom and it just keeps on going along the bottom. Once we start hearing L, then I would be concerned, but we're not going to hear that, ladies and gentlemen. And Dave, just give it to me right now. I want everyone to understand that the, um, at that slide, just to me, Dave, the, there are 18,650 economists just in this country. 18,650. And guess what? All 18,650 have their own opinion on what it's going to be. Now, some, you know, maybe we should listen to, and, and some are like, you know, maybe they don't have the same weight in their opinion as some others do. I'll give you an example. If an Uber driver in your marketplace also had a real estate license, and he sold three houses in the last two years, technically he's licensed just like you're licensed. But if someone had a question about real estate, your opinion should be much have much stronger weight to it than the Uber driver's opinion that happens to have a license. But if they interview the Uber driver, he could say, I'm licensed in the, as a real estate professional in the state of whatever. 
Same thing here. I'm not making fun of any economists. I'm not making fun of the Reuters. We don't even know who they were. They didn't give us that information. What I'm saying is, like in every profession, there are people that, hey, I'm going to listen to that person, or maybe I'm not. So like, if, if heaven forbid someone in your family was diagnosed with cancer, you would want to try to get the best oncologist you possibly could. And maybe you had a friend that worked in a hospital, and they knew a doctor they could get you in touch with. And this doctor is the best oncologist, one of the best in the country. And what made them good was how intensely they were, they, uh, were involved in you know, the treatments of cancer. They would have a team around them, a medical team around them that would be bar none. And that team is the team, if you could afford to get them, that's the team you would want to help the person that in your family that had it. All right? What we call that in this country, ladies and gentlemen, is the best medical vice money can buy. So what we're looking at is that was the case. If, if heaven forbid somebody in your family got accused of a crime they didn't commit, you would want to get the best attorneys, you know, attorney that had a team around them, a DNA specialist. They had good private investigators. They have handwriting analysis. They had all that available to them. And then if you, would, if you could afford it, that's the team that you would want to defend your, your family member because they will give the best advice money can buy. So now when we're looking about you know, different economists having different opinions, and what we know is if there's 18,650 of them, there's at least 19,000 opinions. Because I've been watching interviews where they change their opinion during the interview. All right? So what we wanted to do, what we gave you right from the beginning, and we're going to continue to show you, we're doing all the reading, we're reporting on the other uh, uh, what the other economists are saying, and so should you to your clients. But what we want to do is we want to take the advice, the best advice money can buy, just like with the oncologist, just like with the attorney. And the best advice money can buy is pretty simple to understand. We gave you the four, go ahead and put that slide up. We gave you the four major institutions, financial institutions, and what they say are happening. This is like the oncologist with a team around them, the attorney with the team around them. They have people in their company that are health specialists. They're either on payroll, on retainer, or they could hire them as a consultant. They have social scientists either on their payroll, on retainer, or that they can hire as consultants. They don't have to wonder what's happening in China right now because their Asian bureau is already working on that and they can get that information directly from them. So just like the great doctor, just like the great attorney, we believe this group from a financial standpoint to be the group that has the best team around them and therefore is giving the best advice money can buy. And how do we know it's the best advice money can buy? Pretty simply, they handle trillions of dollars of the richest people in the world's money. This is who the richest people in the world think they should be taking their advice from. Steve, I got yeah. to pipe in and one of the, you know, you and I were actually, I think, um, tweeting back and forth with someone recently who's a great client of ours, Ro Habibi, uh, million dollar listing agent, San Francisco. The, the thing I want everybody to get, there's 18,650 economists, which means there is that many opinions. I would argue this, what is so valuable about what Steve and his team are putting together and what we're trying to do inside this show for you is give you national data, give you national stats, 
then it's up to you to take it and go back to local MLS data and contrast and compare between the two and then share that. I see a lot of you and I love it. A lot of you are taking these slides and you're putting it into your social and you're, you're putting it into your videos and you're telling the story. I just want to challenge you. National and local are very different. We're bringing you the broad spectrum. Here's what's going on in housing. You've got to take these numbers and you got to go right back to your MLS. As I've been telling agents for weeks, you should be tracking the hot sheets for the last six weeks. How many new listings? How many pendings? How that story intelligently, you are the local economist. You're the one that knows the data. Steve. And, and ladies and gentlemen, and David's going to go over this in a second, the housing numbers are better than these numbers. Right. We might have already made the turn. Okay. So, but what I'm getting at is I don't want you being afraid that you mentioned that you went out there saying it's a V. The most sought after advice in a country is still saying that. And if they change, we'll go ahead and change with you. And ladies and gentlemen, does that mean they're going to be right? No. Just like the best oncologists in a country can't guarantee you're going to survive your cancer. Just like the best attorney in the country can't guarantee that you're going to be found not guilty. But man, you have the best chance in the world if those are the people you're dealing with. And I think that the best chance you have of giving the, the most excellent advice to your clients is to listen to the people in that category. The best advice money could buy. Now, it, it is not just that. Also realize that the Harvard Business Review came out saying that they did a study they did research saying V-shapes monopolize the empirical landscape of a prior uh, shocks like epidemics and pandemics. And John Burns also came out saying the same thing. And that the current slowdown is playing out similarly thus far. And, and you know, I know that Reuters survey was just done. And people say, well, maybe that's changing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me just give you this one quote. All right. This is from John Norman, head of cross-asset fundamental strategy at J.P. Morgan. He said it 14 days ago. The COVID-19 recession might only be one or two months old, but a few signs of the always hope for V-shaped recovery are starting to emerge. So ladies and gentlemen, I think we should report that people are doing it. I think we should report that a lot of people are confused, that even economists are confused what to say about this because it's got the business science along with the health science, along with the social science. But the people that have a lot of money are basing their decisions based on this advice. And that's why this is the advice we're stressing the most. We're not saying that's gonna happen. We're telling you the people who are trusted the most are saying that's gonna happen. I think that's what be, I, I, know, I know we'd be bouncing around just a tad here, but I think it'd be important to have David come in sure. and yeah. talk about yeah. you know, some of the national numbers uh, as we're seeing it in housing. And, and as he's getting ready, I will tell you, my friends, uh, I spend time all day, every Zoom day, which is every day of the week, talking to agents and CEOs of, you know, agents, individuals, teams, offices, and then owners of companies. And, and I can tell you in some of the worst place, uh, the worst hit places in the country, like this, the great state of New York, I'm talking to CEOs there of 1,600 office, not offices, excuse me, agents in their company, and they're down 24%, right, on open escrows in the month of April. Now, I think as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, no one should be shocked by that. But the fact that they've done so many transactions compared to last year's performance and their budget, it's phenomenal. 
I mentioned these guys a minute ago in, in Arizona, one of my top clients who, you know, as a team, they did 3,500 transactions last year. You know, we had a budgeted number, let's call it 60. And, and, you know, five weeks ago, instead of doing 60, we did 45. Is that the end of the world? We still helped 45 families move forward. Now I will tell you the next week, it went from 45 down to 40, then it went to 37, then went to 33. And this week we're pushing over 50. So we saw what I think might be not only the, the safety, right, of buyers and sellers concerns show up, we also saw the agent psychology get impacted. We saw agents saying, we can't sell homes in this environment. And even on a super micro level, seeing it with this team, their performance going down and then something shifted, Steve, and we're going to get into it for the end of it, which is, I think is the two big degrees of separation beyond being the knowledge broker today, that all of a sudden now we're seeing a spike in production. So, but David, that's, you know, a good East Coast and West Coast example. Why don't right. you talk to him about- right, Before, before we go to David, before we go to David, I just want to say one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know that every company is going to have that because I think that the better agents are taking market share right now. Right. There are some people that are still afraid. There are some agents still hiding under their bed. So when we see this thing start to turn, yep. again, I'll go back to Tom's leadership, David's tutelage. You were smart enough to jump in and say, you know what? I'm going to make something happen. And you took the guidance and you went out and ran with it. I saw the videos. I saw the Zoom calls. You, you yep. ran with everything that you were given. And I don't know that everyone's going to have the same success you're going to have. As a matter of fact, I'll bet money they're not. Yeah. All right. You did the right thing from the beginning and it's paying off for you now. And it's going to pay off even more in years to come. Because now you're going to be seen as the person, right. as the real estate professional in your marketplace. So yeah. watch this. Watch this, Steve. And then, David, I'm going to turn it over to you. So, you know, we've got about a thousand of us on the line right now or somewhere in that range. And I'm seeing people say, hey, it appears that, hey, this is what's happening in my business. Camille Jasmine just said, uh, I compared the last seven days with sales from last month's uh, same time period, right? 30 versus 37 sales. Average sales price was up significantly and less days on the market, right? That's from uh, Camille Jasmine, a great agent right here in Los Angeles. So I'd love for everybody, put in the comments, What's going on in either A, your local MLS, or B, this would be fun for everybody to see, how many transactions, new listings or open escrows or pending sales, new listings or pending sales, have you done in the last 30 days? Think about it and put in the number. We do this, Steve, all the time in our pivot training, yep. and we start every morning with like sort of the win of the day. So I'd really like to see either your, you know your local MLS numbers over the last few weeks, or your personal production is really what matters. What have you done personally in the last 30 days? Put it in the comments and then David, take it away. Yeah, and that's exciting, Tom, to, to be able to talk about David, that. David, I have and, to interrupt you one more time. We're keeping yeah, current matters and I just got a news flash that there's a major storm heading your way. So talk <laughs> fast because we might lose you. Pretty I know, I'm texting you and Tom saying that there's a yes. massive storm here. Like <laughs> All and, right, so, so we're, keep on we're, going quick. We're going to fly through this, but I, I, want, to, I want to say one thing in, in everything that we're talking about, staying current on it, Tom, that's what we're doing here each Friday afternoon is bringing the latest and, uh, and we're going to talk about some of the latest information here. Let me share my screen uh, with you. 
Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you got to do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I want to be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work and the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. All right, you should be able to see that there. This is the latest from Zillow, really a survey of web traffic for listings. And think about this as page views for for sale homes that are listed. It says, uh, this is two days ago, traffic has since picked up, and that's, that's referring to since March 22nd, outpacing or remaining just a few percentage points below 2019 levels through early April. So this first data point that we're seeing here is people are looking at homes for sale online. And you know, when you think about that, you can say, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Everybody's at home now and they would be, they would be looking online. But what, what we're starting to see is where that went down and there I have in blue picked up since March, um, we're seeing more people look at homes. So let's go next to the, the second piece of that um, to, to further kind of validate it is what's happening with showing times. And so we pull, you know, we, we've talked about this before, Tom, with showing time. Um, this is a graph from showing time showing that weekly showings are picking up. You can see there in the darker line across is the 2019 weekly average and the, the orange line is the 2020 this year's weekly average. And we see this sharp decline, this fall off, around March 12th and this bottom out and, and you, you know, this kind of peak back up in the last couple of weeks. And in whether these are showings that are conducted virtually or in person, they have started to rebound across the country. And I clipped this out of, out of, that, uh, out of that study. And they say the persistent upward momentum we're seeing affirms that there's an underlying demand from prospective buyers. And Tom, we were talking about this before, and the word I would use here is innovation. And these are great agents figuring out ways to virtually or otherwise show properties that are out in the market. And so if I were to make an equation here, I would say one, we see more people looking at homes. We just talked about that in the slide. Now we're seeing more people choosing a showing of that home and in scheduling an appointment. And I believe this is further reinforced by data that, um, that just yesterday Zillow released saying pending sales are picking up. And they say here pending sales turned positive in the week ending April 15th and is up 6.2% week over week as of the seven days ending April 19th. So what we see week over week, we saw uh, you know, these numbers start to go positive, meaning more than the, the, the previous week, then this negative downturn to your point of people getting out there and, and, and really doing things um, to engage in buying a home. So looking at more, setting up a showing, and then these showings converting into sales. So very exciting to, to watch that kind of form. And you know, Tom, before when we were starting this call and you and Steve and I were together, we were talking about showing time and 
Michael Lane. And I, I grabbed a quote real quick that I'll, I'll kind of wrap up before I turn it back over um, and pull the slides down. And I think it sums this point up very, very well. And Michael Lane said, we're seeing innovation coming out of pain. So I'm going to call that innovation, great agents, figuring out ways to do things, being birthed out of the pain of what we're all going through, what we all have gone through. And he goes on to say, his agents have quickly embraced virtual showings to keep their businesses going. And he continues on there, more and more virtual showings are scheduled every day through our system, signaling that many markets are responding to this innovation positively. We started off the call and we were talking about every day a Zoom day, being able to use technology to do things that we couldn't do eight or 10 years ago, and we're seeing that impact in the market. It's exciting to see. I agree, and uh, I, I wanna just give a shout out to, to Michael Lane and the Showing Time team. I know that every one of you is looking at it, uh, hopefully on at the minimum a weekly basis mm -hmm. where you're seeing like I, I literally, I wake up in the morning on Sundays and I go through every state in the union and three provinces in Canada that they're measuring. And in basically every case, I see this. I see this lift in the right direction. So, so Steve, you mentioned before the call that, uh, before we started the session, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? So can no. you just, uh, just please elaborate on that? All right. First of all, I think that there is definitely light uh, at the end of the tunnel for the economy. I'll be honest with you. I think I can see the street at the end of the tunnel for housing. I think that we have turned the corner. I think there's a lot of work to do. I don't want anyone thinking that well, now we can take a vacation. I think that when I came on the first call, the first week that you invited us on, I said, this is the strongest group of agents gathered together in the country. And whether it's live or whether it was on the Zoom call, I knew that they would have a bigger impact in their marketplaces than any other single group of agents I could talk to. That's why I come back every single week on Tom's request, because I know you're the best of the best. So we needed that to happen in order to take the panic out of the market. And right now, I don't like giving my personal opinion. I never do. That's, that's no. you know, I'm trying to give you the experts because my personal opinion doesn't matter. But if someone did ask me my personal opinion, I'd say the great agents or on the verge, the ones who, who embraced that technology, the ones that said, all right, I'm not going to be a victim to this. I'm going to be one of the heroes in this. The ones that really cared about their clients and said, well, I'll figure out a way to help you move. Uh, those agents that you know, took on that responsibility, that duty as an agent, that moral responsibility as being a member of the real estate uh, you know, industry, those people, I think you're going to be really good. Just keep doing what you're doing and get the message out there. Now, I think there's two things, Tom. I think what you're asking them to do is get your personal production out there. Get your MLS production out there. Let them see that houses are selling. Because I still think there are some people that are talking to that agent that was the Uber driver. Yep. Because that Uber driver agent is saying, no, nothing's selling. I can't even get a drive. I'm living with my mother now. They shouldn't listen to those guys. So we have to make sure that we're getting those words out. And the other thing I want them to do, Tom, I think as we, we're going to be ahead of the rest of the economy, I think that we're going to pull the economy out of this. All right. Now we're going to take some flack when that happens. As states start to open up and you, you get one hand you know, untied from behind your back than the other, there's going to be a little bit of flack. So what I also want you to do is please copy down, note somewhere, Thumbnail sketches of the families you've helped. Not the family that bought this big, beautiful house and they're going to sit at the pool for the rest of the week. People don't want to hear about that. That's cool and everything. I'm really happy for that family. 
But the families, like Tom was saying, divorce, that's the people that had to move. Chronicle those people. We don't need their names. We don't need their addresses. We don't even need the town. But what we do need is we need to be pushing that information out as we're moving forward, because there'll be some out there saying, well, why are you doing this? And why are you doing Let's get a chronicle of those people. I don't care if you email me them, steve at stevehoney.com. I want to get a base of that and we'll use it as we move forward, those stories, because I think they're going to be crucially important. And then maybe at the end of it, we'll send them the nod and make some cool ads out of them. All right. But what we really do for a living, let's make that front and center. Steve, I agree. And if you remember, uh, if you've been watching this every week, we talked a few weeks back about um, you know, how we message today and how we market today, your tone is everything. Uh, now is not the time of a just sold card. I had a client send me five weeks ago, literally her entire team doing a champagne toast, which I think would have been a beautiful just sold card BC before COVID, right? During COVID, I said, that's not the story. Instead, you need to tell the story of how you took this listing and one of the agents on your team got the buyer and you were able to navigate this transaction with all of the safety guidelines, the, the protocols in place, because everything is virtual now that you were able to you know, remove any fear of fraud or any possible concern for you or for the buyer and the seller. That is the story we need to be telling today. And I think every good agent you know, around the world is paying attention to that. By the way, big shout out, I pinned Paul Rushforth, who's been a longtime client of ours uh, up in Ottawa, crushing it ahead of last year, 200 plus transactions already. And I don't know if you guys were watching, but when you saw how many people and how much coverage we have on this session, sales, you know, sales left and right, maybe not at last year's performance, but they're doing transactions, my friends, and that's the key. So Steve, I, I wrote down this, this quote, the country or even your county may be behind on total transactions, but you don't have to be. Right. You don't have to be. The flight to quality, and I want to I share some thoughts, Steve, and then I want to get your and David's opinion as long as we have David, you know, pre-storm or storm I'm with good. us. I'm good now. It's passed. I, I recently interviewed the, the CEO of Wilston Financial, um, uh, Steve Azonian, who's just another legend in the industry. Ran Prudential, ran Realtor.com, is a board member for LendingTree, um, clearly one of the most respected you know, people in our industry. What we talked about was, you know, in the early days, and I'm only going back four or five years ago, we would market ourselves. Our great degree of separation would be how many Zillow reviews we had, or how many Yelp reviews, or how many Google reviews, or we would, we would market how many transactions we had done to show our depth and our experience. What we're seeing today, my friends, the flight to quality, the flight to quality, I would argue for us going forward, whether it's a U, a W, a V, a swoosh, a hooby-doo, whatever it is, listen to me. If I was your personal coach, I would tell you two things that I would wrap my brain around and figure out how I'm going to start messaging into the market. The first one is social distance home selling guidelines. NARS put some stuff out, but I want to know what are you doing? You know, your vehicle in terms of cleanliness, right? Uh, you know, opening and closing doors. And I'm telling my clients, you're in, you're in Phoenix, Arizona, you're in Dallas and it's 115 degrees outside. How are you doing that? Where we typically would have gone in and made sure it was air conditioned and nice. That the social distance guidelines to market and sell a property is gonna become a new degree of separation no matter what happens with COVID between now and the end of the year. But the second one, 
The second one, and David, you know, with your finance background, I would certainly love your input on this. Um, the conversation we were having is if we can now go search to essentially open and close a transaction, e-signature, transaction management, and everything under the sun, right? We're doing that every day in real estate. And even now with more and more states in the union going to, um, you know, approving a virtual notary, which it, right. it's amazing to think that the great state of California with all of our technology, we don't have that available, right? With all these adjustments, multiple CEOs I'm talking to, their biggest concern is protection of the buyer's money from fraud. That yeah. as, as we go 100% to all tech, the buyer protection, right, of their money and fraud. And I actually wrote down, I think that's going to become a degree of separation. And I'll just give you guys a little fun fact. When those things happen, it's usually not the bank or the title company or the escrow company. It's almost in every case, it's the real estate agent. And get this, it's because you have some old funky email account that you use, AOL or something ridiculous. And worse, and please pay attention, you haven't changed your email password in two or three years. You haven't considered double authentication with your email. We are responsible for people's homes. We're helping people do the biggest transaction of their life. And I want you to get, please take this personally, how irresponsible it is for you to have that window of opportunity for anyone that is a master of these fraudulent activities to come in and seize that. It's on us, little changes that all of us can make. So David, with your finance background, you're, you're even more qualified than I, and you know, maybe you and Steve equally, uh, Steve Ozonian I'm referring to. So David, thoughts on that? No, I, I think that point of what are you doing to secure that? And even in the, before this started in the, in the last uh, few months, we've heard of people that have been spoofed in scenarios. And that's what we're talking about when transferring money to the title company or, or however the transaction is happening. And all of a sudden, 50 or $100,000 or whatever amount is now gone. And, and I think, Tom, to your point, in the time that we're in right now, and this, you know, there, there's, there's one hand on our business that we say, okay, now we can appraise a home virtually or from the curb or from some yep. way that way. Or the shocker right now is even after the transaction, that's, that's crazy. And, and can we notarize something virtually? More and more of this is happening and probably will continue to happen for our business, which is good, but then it raises the level of fraud. So I think you know, Steve mentioned last week something that just stuck in my head, that we are the stewards and the financial planners of people in the largest, you know, investment, the largest debt they take on in their lives. And raising our game to be able to address that is what we have to do. Uh, I mean, all around. 100%. Oracle, you got any closing thoughts on this? The only thing I'll say is, you know, there's two things we have to do. The, the first thing is, is, as you and David already and Steve, uh, uh, your, your friend Steve already did, was talk about we have to make sure we are protected uh, and that we protect our clients. The second thing is we have to make sure that's that differentiated that you were just talking about. Um, Google came out yesterday sending out uh, an email to all their marketing people. And for some reason, I'm on that list. I'm not really sure why I'm on that list. And in their uh, report, it said, the two things people are looking for most right now are help and comfort. So we are the ones that in the largest financial decision they're going to make, we have to give them that help and give them the comfort that we are covering that issue. 
that there's not going to be fraud, that we are going to protect them in this whole transaction. So I think that your point, Tom, that we have to use that as a point of differentiation between us and other agents, I think is, you know, masterful. Yeah. So for all my pivot clients and all my coaching clients out there, myself and the marketing team, Jason Pantana, et cetera, we're already working on themes and messaging and headlines and videos that you should be shooting on this. Uh, so know that that's coming on a, a pivot training coming up pretty quickly. Um, Steve, I want to end with just a few thoughts for everybody. And I want to get, you know, both of your input on this. Um, I think that there's two actions that, that every agent watching right now should take literally in the next 24 to 48 hours. The first thing I'm going to stress to everybody is, you know, there's so much noise in the marketplace and, you know, their example of all the different UV, this Nike swoosh, W flying, yada, yada, like we're, the consumers are going to continue to get inundated with bad news, right? Bad news sells. Steve said this five weeks ago, TV's number one job is to get you to watch more TV. Generally speaking, good news does not move the needle when it comes to television or the internet or Facebook, et cetera. So I want to stress to you, now more than ever, you sitting down with these slides or something else and your local MLS and literally shooting a how's the market or housing, if you really want to be Google savvy, listen to me, housing market update in city. Because that's, yeah. that's a key word that if, you're, if you want to be Google friendly, housing market update in city and you taking three or four minutes and saying, hey, I want to bring you up to speed with what's going on here in Corona Del Mar, California. Would it shock you to hear that in the last week, we had X number of properties come on the market. We had Y number of properties become pending or you know, sale. And we had X number that closed. The ones that closed, remember, they were sold back at the end of February. Here's what's going on with prices. Here's what's happening. Transactions are being done every day. And then I would talk about your social distance, you know, selling strategies and your guidelines and how you and your company have moved to the highest level of security to make sure that your buyers and sellers are taken care of. And I would do that once a week, not just through COVID, but I would just make that a discipline that you have forever. The second thing I would stress to all of you, and you know there's been 8 million trainings on this, so you don't, you know, I just, I want to push you and encourage you. Like we're doing this live show, you should be filming something once a week to go deeper and be the expert that you are. You saw the success that we were all watching as you're watching the stream. You need to be screaming that from the rooftops. And today, that rooftop looks like this, right? Yeah. And whether it's in a Zoom session where you're bringing up slides and you're just filming yourself and then you broadcast that on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other social sites, or you literally stand as I do in front of a whiteboard and put a camera up and just talk. The consumers need to have a different narrative. If all they do is talk to their friends, the world is over. If all they do is turn on the news, the world is over. If they turn to you and you're that one intelligent, data-driven, empathetic real estate professional who can talk about not making it better than it is, not making it worse than it is, just what it is, your brand is going to be on steroids. Your referrals will be up forever because you were that person. But I'm going to give you one more tip and then see if I want your comments. Something that our clients have done just in the last few weeks that has been tremendous. So I know I've got a lot of real estate agents watching right now. So listen up. What if I told you, you could today send an email to your database, run a quick little Facebook post or an ad email all of your old buyer and seller leads and invite them to a Zoom session, just like this, right? On Facebook, and in this case, we're using Zoom as the platform. 
you can invite them all to Zoom and you can do a five ways to buy a home during COVID free educational seminar. We now have hundreds of clients doing this around the country. And if you use, I mentioned Zoom as a product because with Zoom, when you set it up, you can actually say, all participants must register, click, and which means you get their name, their cell phone, their email, and they show up. And, and Steve, we're, we're seeing this now, not, not just middle America or you know, somebody, in, you know, somebody in Calgary. We're seeing people in the high end, Dave Robles, who may be on with us right now, who last Friday night, a week ago today, emailed this database, posted it on Facebook, invited a bunch of his leads. They all showed up, and guess what? He had 78 people register for a seller, how to sell during COVID, seller seminar. Now, 78 registered. Sadly, only 36 people showed up. 36 people on a Friday night, he got a chat. I mean, he could have been in his PJs from his waist down. All people heard was Dave presenting, this is what's happening, here's the market, here are the things you need to know, here are the safety protocols, here's how we're doing showings, this is how we're making it work. And from that, he texted me and said, in the middle of his presentation, Steve, a woman said, hey, I wanna talk to you about selling my $3 million house. My $3 million listing. He said to me afterwards, he said, yes, we generated a few leads. He said, the first time I did it, it was a little bit wonky, but this is a veteran agent like so many watching. And guess what he said? You know, we would do open houses every single week. I'm going to do this every single week until the people stop showing up. I challenge you all, my friends, whether you see the light at the end of the tunnel coming closer or farther, you are responsible for your business. You are responsible. You can grow in this economy by doing the right things and taking advantage of the tools and methods that we have today. So Steve, I'm, in, I'm ranting a bunch, but I'd, I'd love to hear, I mean, actually, we're gonna, we're gonna nearly wrap it up. I wanna go David first and then Steve to close it out. So David, okay. thoughts on what I just shared there or just thoughts in closing? Uh, so there's, there's a lot of thoughts there. I, I wanna share one thing because one of the, one of the challenges, um, we've talked about this um, and I've talked about it with your team, but our team built today, uh, all of the images that we shared, if you can see it there at mykcm.com forward slash Tom Ferry. You can go there right now and grab awesome. these images. And, and I'm going to leave it up for just a second so you can write it down. If somebody will drop that in, uh, in, in the comments so everybody has that, we want you to have this information. Tom, to your point, you, you know, we talk about these on Friday afternoon and then time passes and I think I, I want to do a, a Zoom meeting or I want to do this, go get them now. Do it tonight to, to your point of the story you just told on a Friday night or a Saturday yeah. and, 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 and use those there. So, so that, you know, that is right there. I'm going to take this down real quick. Um, all right. The, the, the second thing I would say about that is Steve and I spent uh, 15 minutes this morning, we do it every Monday, Wednesday, and, and Friday with KCM members, is bringing this information to the market, one, differentiate yourself, but two, being on these calls each Friday allows you to be educated on the topic. And Steve mentioned a Harvard Business Review article that they went back and they did the research on every pandemic and every epidemic in the history of this world, and they said V-shape recoveries monopolize. That means every one of them showed a V-shape. If you have somebody on YouTube or on Facebook or somewhere that says, well, I think it's a W, step into that conversation, 
and say, great, this is what Harvard says. Bring me the, the information you have. Right. And be empowered to have that because that, that's the world that we're living in. All the great things we can do with Zoom and with Facebook brings, brings this extra part. So those slides are there for you on that site, mykcm.com forward slash Tom Ferry. Know we're here to support you. And Tom, I'm grateful you have us on each Friday and, 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 and are able to keep all of this information current so that folks can go out there and deliver the message. David, thank you. Thank you guys for the team for putting that together because I know my team gets inundated with, where do I get the slides? Right, so thank right. you for, uh, for making that easy. Uh, so the Oracle, the Oracle, before you go back to reading and studying and, uh, and doing your thing and hopefully seeing your grandchild sometime over this weekend, uh, closing thoughts as we uh, send people off into this Friday. I think you hit it right on the head. The way I would, you know, as far as the Zoom meetings and everything is concerned, you know, again, it's your great leadership. You know, Dave is giving you a lot of materials to put into your Zoom meetings. Uh, so that combination is pretty powerful because you, what's taking place right now, instead of 50 agents going after one listing, we have one agent capable of talking to 50 sellers. Right. Most agents are not going to do what you say, mostly because most agents are not getting coached. They're not coming to these calls. They're sitting home complaining about what's happening and watching, you know, reruns of Tiger King, all right? The, uh, the agents that are out there, you're almost in an empty room with these people. It's not competition to you. So I would definitely get out just like uh, Tom just said and, and do that. And I think it's gonna build your business. I think that's really good. Uh, and, and, and I want that to happen. But I also want you to understand, and I always talk about this, there's a moral imperative we have to, to help the families in our, in our neighborhoods, to our neighbors, and really drive the economy right now. And I think that what you guys are doing are really, really, really is like remarkable. Again, what I told you at the beginning, we gave you an impossible mission and you accomplished it. All right. Uh, when I said we had to take the panic out of this, we don't have to work hard. I'm saying, I got off that call saying, I don't know if we could do that. But I knew I was talking to the only group that had the chance to do that. And guys, uh, you know, I, I'm going to well up now right now, but Look at the screen right now. Look in my eyes and let me tell you, I'm very proud of everything you've done. You don't know how far you've brought the country from an economic standpoint uh, to a, a much more solid setting, a much more solid setting. So again, I'm proud of you. Thank you very much for doing what you did. Thank you, Steve. And, uh, and thank you, David. And uh, that's tough, to, uh, that's tough to follow. So I will just simply say this, my friends, that uh, it's up to every one of us to do our part. And like Steve said and David said, we are proud of every single one of you. Uh, if this is meaningful, share it with your realtor communities. Text five or six agents that have ghosted themselves, that have furloughed themselves, that took an unpaid vacation, and let's get them back. Because like I've said many times, you know, we're going to continue to take market share. We're going to help more clients. We're going to help more buyers and sellers but we need all those good agents back, right? So maybe a message like this just might get them to realize, yes, they can, especially, my goodness, if they just look at all the comments of how many transactions you're all doing. So the other little note I would make to you is I would go through all of the comments and all the people that are selling all these properties, taking all these listings, they've figured something out. If you're a new agent or if you're struggling or if you're like, hey, it's not happening for me, click on all these people, send them a private message, friend them. 
our community is a community that shares. We are open, right? We want everybody to succeed. We don't believe in a scarcity mindset here. So connect with the people that are winning, find out what they're doing, and then most importantly, do the same, right? Don't wait. Like the first time buyer seminar, do one this weekend. Everybody's home. You with me on this? Create your next just sold card to be more of a case study like we talked about. Think about how you're going to market to talk about safety guidelines as the new version of a Zillow review or you know how you're going to do a much better job with protection like I saw so many people commenting on. So thank you guys. I'm glad that resonated with you. How you're going to do it because at the end of the day, look, there's only three kinds of agents. People that are a no for everything, people that write things down and do nothing, and people like us that are always in massive action. So with that said, God bless you guys. David, Steve, you know how much I love you and appreciate you. Steve, thanks for uh, you know all that you do. David, thank you so much for the insights and for the slides for you and your team. My friends, get to that website. If you are not a KCM member, get there and sign up, right? Get all this, get all this meat so you can go out and educate. All right. Happy Zoom day, everybody. We'll see you next Friday. Take care. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.